you better than anyone should understand. I don't know what you mean. Heat rose to Alethea's cheeks at the lie. Come now, you can be honest with me. You have certain gifts, do you not? Gifts? That's not the word she'd use to describe her abilities. Alethea could read other people's energy and always knew whether someone was lying or telling the truth. She'd read everything she could about ESP. Her talent wasn't all that unique. Still, on top of being biracial, her so-called gift made it even more difficult to fit in. I don't... There are depths to you not yet tapped, Giselle added as if speaking to herself. You'd be able to survive anywhere. Her eyes narrowed. You have plans for the future, a carefully laid path already in the works. She didn't know about the tapping depths part, but her plans at least felt like safe territory. Alethea nodded. I graduate from Juilliard next spring, and I already have a job lined up in Los Angeles. Pride rippled through her. I'll be playing in a Hollywood orchestra that does soundtracks for movies. Sounds lovely. Giselle smiled back. Why don't you sit? That pack looks heavy. I can't stay. My ride is waiting. Alethea stepped back, and the air in the tent became charged with an unfamiliar tension. Magic. Giselle's image blurred and shifted as if it had been superimposed over another's, more ethereal and insubstantial. Alethea's heart beat inside her chest like a fly trapped in a glass jar. She blinked, and the ordinary grandmother and gabardine came back into focus. Not possible. It's exhaustion, that's all. Alethea took a deep breath and let it out slowly. Stay for a moment. Giselle pointed toward a rickety chair set close to an equally shabby table. I thought of you while packing my things. Alethea frowned as her legs carried her toward the chair. She didn't want to sit, much less stay, but she couldn't seem to turn herself around to march out that door. You thought about me? Oh, yes. I've been thinking about you for a very long time. A long time? This is the first festival we've ever worked together, and we've never even had a conversation. How- Time is relative, Alethea, and completely malleable for one such as myself. What the hell does that mean? Despite her desire to bolt, Alethea stayed planted where she was. Giselle mumbled to herself while she rummaged through a plastic bin full of her fortune-telling paraphernalia. Alethea shuddered as she listened. Ah, here it is. Giselle turned back with a pendant on a gold chain dangling from her hands. The charm was an animal effigy made of Celtic knots with a green stone mounted in the middle. You've been so kind stopping by to cheer me up even though I'm a stranger to you. I want you to have this. 
She slipped the pendant around Alethea's neck. Alethea traced the intricate design with her finger. The knots formed the image of a crane. Among her father's people, the Anishinaabe, she belonged to the crane clan. It's beautiful, but I can't keep this. She lifted the chain over her head to return it. It must be worth a fortune. It's yours. Giselle caught her hands and pushed the pendant back down around Alethea's neck. This was crafted in the highlands of Scotland eons ago. It is fitting that you should have it, don't you think? Her mother had been Scottish, a McConnell, but how could Giselle know so much about her life? The gold chain came to rest with unnatural warmth against Alethea's skin. Every instinct.